Hey man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah man, well turn it up man! This is Rock News Weekly. Every week we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. All right, it's time for another week, another episode of the Rock News Weekly Podcast. And this is the week of February 1st, 2021, uh, Season 3, Episode 4. Chris here with you guys, but uh, with a special guest back in the studio uh, for the first time in almost a year since we've had guests in the studio. Charles, great to have you back, man. I'm I'm glad to be back. Uh, We're uh, social distancing here in the garage, and we got plenty of space and open air and uh, we set it up nicely here to where we can kind of record this kind of the way we used to record it, um, where we just, I got the TV set up, we're watching the prep, we can check out some of the articles and just kind of go over all the stuff and uh, we'll catch up a little bit too on uh, ourselves and our personal lives and uh, things that have been going on since uh, the last time we've been on the uh, episode together. So we'll get to that in a minute. But this week's topics that we're going to be talking about on this episode System of a Down live stream for charity and debut a new video this weekend. There was a sculpture of Rush's Neil Peart that's being made. Uh, kind of cool. I'll show you a picture of that. Spotify files a creepy patent to monitor their users' daily speech to recommend music. Ooh. So we'll talk about that, what that's all about. Billy Corgan says next Smashing Pumpkins album has about 80 tracks so far. Wolfgang Van Halen speaking out on the mural of his father at the Hollywood Guitar Center. Did you see that? No. They Okay, we'll talk about that. I got a picture of that. Uh, plus, this week's new releases, weekly WTF, this week in music history trivia and more. Uh, so, this week's new releases on January 29th. Ooh, Andy DeFranco. Yeah, we got actually a, a, quite a few albums coming out. Whoa. This is one of the first big weekends of the year. Uh, Annie DeFranco, as Charles mentioned there, has a new album. Arlo Parks, Chris Garneau, Goat Girl, Langhorn Slim, Lawrence Rothman, Leah Isis, Leah e. Isis, Lucero, Mad Lib, Martin Gore, Stephen Wilson, Terry Gross, The Besnard Lakes, The Not Twist, and Weezer has a new album as well. Wow. Wait, Terry Gross as in NPR's Terry Gross? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Soft opening? That's uh, huh. It sounds like it could be. It that could be. Right? That's like straight at the NPR, the SNL skit uh, with so the funny. two ladies from NPR. Oh, SNL was uh, debuted last night. Did you catch it at all? I didn't, but I heard the Krasinski jokes were pretty funny, and I read up on one that he did um, where they're like sitting at like a dinner, or like they're like hanging out as friends, and it like the FBI shows up. <laughs> right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. pretty funny. That was a good skit. There was a couple good ones, and uh, the intro was funny. They just kept trying to get him to do the office stuff, you know. Yeah, Kept yeah. razzing him about that. <laughs> uh, it was a pretty good episode. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly was the musical guest. Not that great there for me personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was a, still a solid opening for SNL. We'll get to all the media stuff a little bit later. But uh, this weekend, there was a System of a Down live stream uh, fundraising event for the Wounded Armenian Soldiers. Uh, Genocidal Humanoids music video debuted this past Saturday, uh, yesterday. Uh, they had special guests on there. There was a video premiere. They had a bunch of like experts uh, in the uh, a Harvard clinician, an Armenian-American musician, Good Day LA's host, um, a bunch of people, different uh, people stopped by from different kind of walks of life. 
to join System of a Down on the live stream. And if you guys missed it, you can watch it now on demand. So I, I knew this was going to happen. As soon as things started getting crazy over there, like I knew System of a Down was going to get back together and really start plugging it hard. Like yeah, this. and this song, Genocidal Humanoids, as well as the other one, uh, Protect the Land, raised over $600,000 wow. for the Armenia Fund. Amazing. Uh, and then they did this live stream on top of that this weekend with the debut and a bunch of guests. So you can check out the video on demand on um, System of a Down's YouTube channel. Awesome. So check that out, guys. Uh, looks like Pearl Jam, speaking of live streams, are going to be live streaming night two of their 2018, uh, 2018 Seattle home shows. That was when they did uh, out at the baseball field at Seattle Safe Call, uh, Safeco Field. It was part of a pay-per-view streaming event at the time, mm -hmm. and now they're going to be doing this thing on February 12th and 16th due to popular request following last August screenings of a One Night of the Band's uh, Seattle gigs. So the two home shows raised over $11 million to combat homelessness. Yeah. So all the money that goes from the live streams are going to be going to charity as well. So You know what? I can't remember if you covered this on any recent... Uh, podcast, but you know how Pearl Jam sued that Pearl Jam. Tribute oh yeah, band? Pearl Jam with two M's. Yeah, they changed their name to Legal Jam. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was pretty like, oh. pretty uh, British response. Oh, I thought yeah. that was so funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Legal Jam. <laughs> Legal Jam. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. So Pearl Jam uh, going to be doing that as well. They still haven't even uh, made a statement on that. Speaking of that, yeah, yeah, it's it really was kind of it like it really was kind of out of character, yeah, a little bit for them, yeah, uh, kind of being like the band that they are, kind of against kind of corporate stuff and against Ticketmaster and yeah. kind of for the people and. I mean, they got to realize that that band really wasn't really doing anything that would hurt their image. Absolutely, I would think, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, we're not Pearl Jam, so tour news. All right, Says so check you. this out. This is kind of crazy. Um, the European tour for Weezer with Green Day and Fall Out Boy is still set to happen Whoa. on June 9th. That's when they're planning on kicking off that tour. And so I was going to ask you, do you, do you think that's kind of too soon? Or do you think that's uh, right in line with, like, everybody keeps saying after Memorial Day weekend? Yeah. So that's kind of right in line with that? Yeah. Do you think that's too soon, or do you think it's more towards the fall that oh, we're, we're actually going to see some of these shows actually take place? So, okay, so... Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to get into who my employer is, but I can tell you that they're very large and very successful. <laughs> right. And, um, and they actually just sent out a memo that said that that you know everybody that was working from home. Right. The plan is to to bring them all back June first. Oh and, wow! And as corporate kind of uh, you know heads in an industry that right. also they're a very uh, socio politically progressive business. They're involved. And a lot right, of, um, so you're saying they're yeah. taking the precautions. They wouldn't say something like this, like a concrete date. If they didn't date. know something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They've got some insight up at the corporate level that basically is just telling them, hey, it's, it's going to be okay around June. So to me, this this ba this kind of correlates with that kind of decision. Right. So uh, maybe there's a lot. Maybe there's people that know something regarding the vaccines or like the way that oh have you heard like in california like things are kind of stabilizing a little bit with icus and i have and, and, and yeah so it. that that could be part of it as well so yeah. hopefully fingers crossed guys we can get back to seeing some shows well well the the point is you know if people i mean people are getting the vaccines but if right. people just just i mean just chill out wear the mask for a while longer just regardless yep. of how you feel we'll be in such a better place yeah exactly and, uh, it, like when i go to grocery store like i, I think it's cool because i feel like cobra commander <laughs> and when right. I, especially when I've got like the gators and stuff on, I actually feel like Cobra Commander. So be like me, 
in, you like Cobra, you Commander. Like Cobra Commander. Right. Like Isn't Cobra that cool? Commander. It's yeah. like one of the only times in our lives where we're going to get to get away with doing this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Walking yeah. into a store with a complete face covering. Like, oh, yeah. You know? So, like, I'm still going to do it. Let's relish it, get some fun stuff, creative stuff, and enjoy it. And just, you know. Yeah. Like when we're going to the festivals anyway, man, we're wearing the, the, yes. the, the masks all the time when we're yep. walking around at Aftershock or Coachella yeah. or whatever it's it normal. is. It's It's totally, it's part of, you know, the, the dust and life and this and that. So It's normal. Let's 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 embrace it. Yeah, So we can absolutely. get back uh, to seeing some shows. I don't want to see your ugly faces anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see my ugly face. I want to see one of these shows that is coming up here in 2021. This is is one of the first ones Ooh. since 2007 that's going to be hitting the road. Genesis uh, <gasps> reunion <laughs> tour happening in 2021. This is going to be their first tour as Genesis since 2007. Oh my god. Sweet zombie Jesus. I so am so happy. Here's for that. the thing. This is going to be the first time we're going to see Phil's son Nick drumming for the band. Nice. So Phil Collins, you know, he's his health isn't all the best, you know, in terms of his physical capability to play the drums like he used to right yeah it's been 14 years now since he did that tour i saw that tour that was one of the best tours i remember i saw that with my uncle marvin who's um not not uh, with us anymore but we saw some amazing shows together and that was one of the one of the ones that we saw that was really impressive nice and i can't wait to see this again now with phil collins son nick drumming for him uh, this is going to be some pretty cool stuff. And here's the deal. They released this 50-second kind of teaser on Genesis' official YouTube channel. So check it out, guys, to see what we're talking about. Definitely. But here's the deal. The image that generated the most attention on this trailer is a wolf with bloodshot eyes that appears on the screen in the 20-second mark. It's impossible to know for sure why they're using this image, but their only song about a wolf is White Mountain from their 1970 LP, Trespass. Oh, okay. It centers on an epic battle between wolves named Fang and One-Eye that results in their one-eyed mountain tinted with red as One-Eye as the victor. The song was part of the band's early stage show with Peter Ooh. Gabriel between 1969 and 72, but no live recordings of it from that time have ever surfaced. They brought it back on the 1976 Trick of the Tail tour when Phil Collins was first taking over on the vocals from Gabriel. They haven't done the song a single time since 1976. It would be rather surprising if they brought it back after all these years. Mm. But take a good look at the 22-second mark in that video from Genesis. Uh, it pretty, It's pretty cool. I, I think it, cool. It, it's a good sign that maybe something like that, they're going to be digging deep on this tour and bringing back some really rare Genesis stuff. So check that out. That's a that's wonderful. I, I actually, you know, before I heard just now that they were bringing Phil's son in I, yeah. I, heard, I heard that because of his declining health they were going to bring just another fill-in but it was going to be fill-in salmo <laughs> that was going to come you bring a, a totally different <laughs> dynamic <laughs> totally to the, yeah to exactly the, to the uh, genesis yeah, uh, yeah that probably yep. wouldn't work out that'd be like you know having axel rose come in there or something <laughs> yeah you know yeah, yeah. i don't Little know about studio that. with the uh, cowboys from hell like another fill-in yeah, exactly <laughs> All right, all right. Sculpture being made of Rush drummer Neil Peart. Check this out. Here's nice. the artist's rendering. Oh. So they already have the Neil Peart Pavilion that's already built. Uh, this is in the area of Grace, Ontario's Lakeside Park. It's an area already immortalized Excuse me for uh, drummer Neil Peart. So in a new video that was posted this week from Canadian artist Morgan McDonald, it's about a year after Peart's death. His aim is for the statue to uh, be um, resurrected, or excuse me, resurrected. Uh, what do you call it? Um, 
erected built, up there, erected, built, yeah. yeah, built there at the site, uh, bearing the park's name. He crafted the likeness of Peart with the support of his brother, lifelong Rush fan Bill McDonald. So they did it together, and they did this uh, really cool. I think it's a pretty awesome. They did the whole drum set. They did yeah. him in the kind of pose where he's like s smashing the cymbals, bashing away. Um, at the part of Lakeside, Lakeside Park, it's where Neil Peart grew up and actually worked and played during his summers as a youngster. Whoa! Uh, I just realized something. So when I remember when we when we covered this, I believe it was on the last time I was on this podcast in January 2020. Right. And we're reviewing this, and like he passed away in January 2020. Yeah. Now and, it's yeah. a year. And now it, it's a year. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. And um. Uh, I, I just I Wild. I don't like I I love everything about this I just could they did they have to go with pavilion because that's a tongue twister I know the Neil, Neil, Neil Peart Peart pavilion pavilion yeah <laughs> <laughs> why not just call it park or tribute or yeah Neil Peart auditorium memorial auditorium yeah right Neil Peart pavilion yeah, yeah. the MPP yeah <laughs> what so, up hey, yeah Dahlia. nice it is a good picture huh. Dahlia's stopping by to say hello as well. Dahlia's in the house. Uh, we're just doing the podcast. You want to come join us? Sit in? Yeah. You don't have to yeah. have, You don't have to get on the mic. You can just hang out. It's co very COVID-friendly. We're friendly. almost done. We're almost done. I know. We almost uh, here, come on. We're almost done. We I got like the wellness windows. Up. We got the, the seat here you can pull up. Yeah. And, like, we, we're spread out enough and in an environment that's open enough for me to breathe very hever, heavily and awkwardly <laughs> and creepily and feel comfortable doing so. We can do big My, belly Santa yeah, laughs. Exactly. And, you know, don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Uh, that's I the idea, chuckle. right? Uh, all right. So check this out. Look at this is the massive Eddie Van Halen mural that was wow. unveiled at the Hollywood Guitar Center. That's so awesome. this was kind of controversial, believe it or not. Some people online... Whatever, you know, online trolls, man. They just like, what? oh, it looks nothing like Eddie Van Halen. What is he doing? Blah, blah, blah. It looks horrible. Oh, wow. And it was painted outside of the Guitar Center in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, wow. Actually, you know what? Now that I'm looking at it, it does look a little bit like uh, Huey Lewis with Eddie's hair. <laughs> <laughs> it does, right? Am I? Yeah, it really does. Like Huey Lewis's from 1987, his face <laughs> with Eddie Van Halen's hair. It was unveiled on January 26th this week on what would have been the late legend's 66th birthday. Um, it's uh, The location is rather ideal. Of course, you know, it's like right there on Hollywood Boulevard or whatever, right on um, Guitar Center's uh, main location. Zach Wilde stopped by, took a, took a picture of it. As I said, some internet trolls tried to say it didn't look mu much like Eddie. Trolls. But Wolfgang Van Halen, Eddie's son, stepped in to put it to rest. He made a post on Instagram that said, quote, The mural is incredible, literally flawless. I can't understand. I can understand not liking a, a particular piece of art for yeah. whatever reason, but saying it doesn't look like him makes you look big dumb. Yeah. It's not even a matter of taste. It's just straight up wrong. Giving the mural his further approval, he offered, quote, I want to extend my most heartfelt gratitude to the unfathomably unfath talented at the Robert Vargas. It that looks was great. That was the guy. If you guys want to check him out on his Instagram, at the Robert Vargas and Guitar Center for painting of the incredible mural. So it, it looks great, and I'm gonna use "big dumb" as an insult big from dumb. this point forward. Right? You big dumb. All right, check. Really, from from a distance, you wouldn't guess that was him. I would guess by the guitar. You wouldn't guess that's him. He does have, like, his face does, looks a little different, but, you know, the artist did a good job, you know? Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. All right. 
What do you guys think about this? This is big Ooh. news this week with Spotify. Spotify got a patent. It's the patent is for identification of taste attributes from an audio signal. Ooh. That's the patent, okay? It was originally filed in 2018 and is now been granted as of January 12th, which will afford the streaming service the ability to monitor a user's daily speech in an effort to push customized recommendations to the wow. user. Here's the thing. The patent also extends to background noise in Ooh. addition to daily speech and will help the platform determine users, quote, emotional state, gender, age, or accent, and aims to quantify this data by attributing the input to a range of emotions. Happy, sad, angry, or neutral. These Damn it, moods... I'm going to have like a thousand songs on my Spotify <laughs> that just say fart on it. That's, it's just going <laughs> to... But no! These moods are determined by a number of factors. Spotify will be monitoring all of our, quote, intonation, stress, rhythm, and the likes of units of speech to make those determinations. Oh, my God. So I'm cool with it. What do you guys think of that kind of stuff? I, I mean, is that going to be the future of kind of music curation, like, you know, like kind of just getting, like, you know, like, hey, have you heard that new album? Blah blah blah. Yeah. Oh man, I really like that song from the '90s. And then all of a sudden, it shows it's on up my list on your list as like, "Hey, you should listen to this." Okay, so here's here's what I think. It's already happening. Like, how many? T okay, so how many times yeah, have you just is. been like, "It says it's already." Like, hey, happening. Dolly, you know what? I could really like. I'm in. The, I, I, my my earlier I was making breakfast, and my spatula looks a little worn. And then you get on Facebook, or whatever, and it's like yeah. 16 advertisements for Spatula City. <laughs> right. Spatula City. Spatula, spatula City, City. Spatula City. Spatula City. Spatula and it's City. how how did they know? It's because they're listening. <laughs> to you it's already happening you might as well just go with it just go with it yeah because yeah i mean how, the way that amazon for instance like when i'm looking through music and it's showing songs for you and it's pulling up some of these kick-ass new songs and i'm like oh i would have never have found this if it's it true a lot of it me. is good in a lot yeah. of ways i guess the creepy part for me was the emotional thing like tailoring music to like if I'm always talking loud and aggressively, yeah. then they're going to recommend Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah. You know? Like, maybe I'm talking softly, you know? Yeah. They're going to recommend <laughs> Joy Division. Or yeah. Something emo for me, you know? I can already see that, like, my first five songs <laughs> on Spotify are going to be, like, titled Cry Yourself to Sleep. <laughs> the, damn it! This is recommended based on your speech patterns. <laughs> Don't kill yourself. Just yeah. <laughs> the song by the local Australian. Cry Little Sister yeah. from the Lost Boys soundtrack. Cry Little Sister. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, all right. Let's move on. Uh, more rock news. The Killer is releasing a deluxe edition of Imploding the Mirage. This is their new album that came out just yesterday. Okay. Well, actually, two days ago. January 29th, by the time you guys are hearing this. All right. Uh, so it's a bunch of new music. It, it has 40 different tracks on this album. It's the first Killers album to be written and recorded since leaving their hometown of Las Vegas. It includes a variety of guests, including Lindsey Buckingham from mm. Fleetwood Mac, Katie Lang, Wiseblood, nice. uh, Blake Mills, Lucius, a bunch of other people. And it's also the first to feature the original guitarist Dave... Kiyuning. Dope. He's back with the Killers. He left to do a solo thing. Obviously, didn't probably work out too well for him. And I didn't know that the King of the Werewolves from Underworld actually was a musician. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Which one? Lucius. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeez, he's looking Lucius. rough. He's looking rough. Are those vampire teeth? Or he what does. Is that? He does look, look rough. Who's that yeah. on the riot? He, he has, like... Oh, yeah. yeah I think he got... 
I don't know, maybe What's in, up, in, teeth? A, in a pub fight or something and He's lost like, a couple teeth there. I put 15 of these in my mouth. <laughs> you should see the teeth. other guy. You should see the other guy. I didn't break his teeth. Uh, all right. Oh, William Corrigan. Look at, look at his AKA, little GQ pose there yeah. he's given us. AKA Nosferatu. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy Chamberlain's actually doing really well. How is he? How is William Corrigan out? And in look at James Ehaw though. Look at James Ehaw over there. He's looking a little chubby. Oh yeah. Know? Look, yeah, he yeah he's put on some healthy weight. Um, that's good. Yeah, poor DRC man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. She did. Not, yeah. She doesn't deserve what's going on with her. Uh, that all sucks. Uh, but so here's the deal. Smashing Pumpkins Machina Two has about 80 tracks. He told Radio.com. Oh. Excuse me. This week, that quote. The project reconstituted comes in at about 50-plus tracks with the entire album containing somewhere in the 80-track range. Nice. So he said, he quote, it was written to be kind of like a musical, but because it was never finished, it was like shooting a movie that wasn't fully edited. Oh, okay. So uh, there you go. It was That was Machina. That was, if you remember, that was all the way back in February of 2000. Yeah. And that was, it was the Smashing Pumpkins' fifth album. And it was later that they did the Machina 2 one, and then they broke up. And then mm, that yeah. was it uh, for Smashing Pumpkins. So I kind of, I'm kind of wondering about this album because to me, it's one of my least favorite eras of Smashing yeah, Pumpkins yeah. music. And if he's saying that it's like a movie soundtrack, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm already kind of like, eh. yeah. That means there's like five good songs, you know, and the rest yeah. is like ambient. You know, shit, and who? I don't know. We'll yeah. we'll see. I see that coming from a lot of eighty a lot tracks. Of bands sounds there. like quite a bit. Yeah, so uh, yeah. Like they just kind of let's do trim it the fat there. I think Billy Corgan. <laughs> yeah, like get like. I mean, don't don't be a Dave Grohl, right? Like right. you don't have to make sixteen albums a year. Very and, true. You know, but you know, out of those sixteen albums, I can say from Dave, Dave Grohl specifically um, that you'll find like a few of those songs that are just awesome. Right, it's just just awesome. But I then think the rest are just. Nice. I, I'm more of a, fa a fan of uh, quality over quantity. Yeah, me too. You know. Uh, anyway, so let's move on. That this is going to be one of our last kind of stories, but this was kind of funny and kind of expected, I guess. Traps Michael Smith quits after Chris Taylor Brown's MAGA rant. So trap drummer Michael Smith has officially quit the band in a statement. Huh. He said, "Quote: After playing drums for Trap for the past couple years, I've decided to step down from the band. This is definitely a bittersweet decision." Smith then referred to the issues that the band has had over the past year, particularly the social media outbursts of singer Chris Taylor Brown. Yeah. Brown has been critical of all kinds of stuff. We won't get into all that. He was eventually kicked off of Instagram because of his posts. So I think his bandmates have kind of had enough. Yeah. Uh, the drummer later thanked everyone involved in the career and says, quote, it's been one of my best periods of my life. But when it comes down to it, I do not agree with a lot of things morally and the public and the publicity the band has received mainly this past year in 2020. Yeah. It's time for me to move on and pursue other avenues and projects. End hey, quote. Good for you, right? Like, yeah, I think that's. Yeah. I think he did it in a classy way. He didn't try and drag anybody. He didn't name names. Didn't try and drag anybody through the mud. Yeah, uh, he's just had enough. And I Completely think agree. it's a good example of some of these lead singers and and people just people in bands in general that, and just people in general doesn't matter if you're in a band. We all have freedom of speech, but we don't have freedom of consequences of that speech. Yeah, you're free to say whatever you want, but there are consequences to those statements yeah yeah no matter what what they are you're free to say them but the, yeah the rest of your band may not agree with you right like hey you know i don't have to put up with this i don't want to be dragged through the mud yeah absolutely 100 i think it's like if and if you if you're willing to do it 
you know, ultimately, like, they'll find another band member. It's, yep. not, it's not a big deal. And, and, and it if, sounds like he was a hired gun anyway. Yeah. Like, he's only been in the band for a couple years, so he's like, screw this. I don't need this drama. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Right? Yeah. He's probably a talented drummer. Yeah. A session guy or something, maybe. You know, and some people some people get so stuck on, you know, get so stuck on, on, on being in that same band that they don't realize that they can they can actually go out right. and make their own. Well, and then, like, he, this, this whole thing, it's like the dude's choosing to die on that hill and, like, kind of make this stance. And he's like, I don't want to be a part of that. I'm just trying yeah. to play drums here. Right? You yep. Know? Exactly. So, anyway, let's move on. A couple more rock stories for you guys this week. Gilby Clark recalls when grunge stole Guns N' Roses street ca- uh, cred. What? This is a funny story, Charles. You gotta check this story out. So, former Guns N' Roses guitarist Gilby Clark spoke candidly on how the ascendance of grunge pretty much stripped the band of its street cred they had earned up through the early 90s. He's talking about Guns N' Roses. Mm. So he was chatting with this 80s metal recycle bin. Great name for a podcast, by the way. Oh, yeah. That is... Wait, yeah, that's 80s great. metal recycle bin. That's oh, pretty good. It. That's good. Uh, so, so he was talking about the changing tide of the rock scene, you know, going from metal to alternative or uh, metal to grunge, rather, yeah. right? So he goes, <clears throat> "Quote: You can tell the style of music was really starting to change in Guns N' Roses. We were a little slower to adapt because in our world everything was great. We were selling out stadiums. We were selling like 20 million records. Didn't really affect us until we came off the road in like '94. And then so he goes on to say, quote." Axel was always on top of that stuff. He loved Nirvana, you know, he loved Soundgarden, loved Pearl Jam. We really noticed the big change when we got off the road. The one thing that stuck was Slash and I when we were coming out of the Rainbow Ballroom and Grill one time downtown L.A., right? Yeah. He says, quote, this was around 92, 93. Someone, somebody saw Slash and goes, oh, my God, look at Slash. But they were laughing like he was a cartoon character. Not Slash from Guns N' Roses, which, you know, three or four years before that was the coolest shit on the planet. Yeah, yeah. End quote. So it was a funny time. Like, yeah. you know, they're coming out of a place, and, and now it's the early 90s, and it's alternative and grunge. And they see Slash, and they're, like, laughing. I'm like, oh, shit, it's yeah. Slash. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's like a cartoon character or something. And that was the moment they said they realized that they were out of the loop. And you know, Guns N' Roses kind of fell off. You know, I'm going to speak to Slash directly because I know he's a big fan of the show. He is. And he listens all the time. Yeah, I'm just going to say, hey, Slash, hey, you know what? I hope that you're not taking that personally because you do look like a cartoon cartoon character. And um, and you deserve all of that criticism. You're a great guitarist. Dude, I mean, those I dudes were probably you, but... tripping on acid or something. Oh, yeah. And they probably couldn't believe that they saw Slash yeah. with his top hat on or some yeah. shit out at the Rainbow Ballroom. And they're like, oh, yeah. shit, man. It's Slash. And they were just like just got out of the car smoking a joy or something stupid yes. they see slash in the mid 90s you're like whoa exactly hey. it, you know i i would say that and they okay. probably took it to heart they're like oh shit those kids were laughing at us man oh, we're yeah. like we're like so irrelevant now yeah okay so i would say uh, okay so given his vocal talent and his dance capability <laughs> that the lead singer <laughs> the lead singer of jamiroquoi is oh awesome. yeah Jamiroquai. he's awesome but he looks like the walking physical manifestation of opium yeah and right. i and i think that that's Perfectly that big fine. fuzzy hat. Yeah. I, and like Jinko jeans. Perfectly fine. All right. Yep. Let's get on some rock birthdays and trivia this week, guys. Uh, G.E. Smith, the former musical director of Saturday Night Live band, he was actually in Moon Alice. Uh, a lot of the posters I have up there. Oh, nice. G.E. Smith, uh, after he retired from the Saturday Night Live oh, yeah. band, he went to playing in Moon Alice, which oh, is like a, kind of a Grateful Dead kind of uh, hippie kind of tribute band. And G.E. Smith, like, I've seen him a bunch of times. He's a great musician. 
So um, anyway, he's the former musical director. I think he's the drummer, um, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, nice. He's turning nice. 69 this week. Nick Mason, also 69. another great <laughs> drummer from Floyd. Uh, Phil Manzara, the guitarist from Roxy Music, uh, 70. John Lydon, the frontman of the Sex Pistols, also known as Johnny Rotten, turning Johnny 65. Rotten. I love watching Johnny Rotten like when he's being interviewed. I oh, love God. those. He's those horrible, old, oh, he's dude. horrible. He's horrible. He's such an asshole, but it's, he is. it's so funny to watch. All right. Uh, this week in music history trivia, guys, here we go. Okay. This week in 1977, this event happened. This musician is sent to a mental hops- hospital after attacking his accountant with an air rifle, the CPA was trying to give him a $30,000 royalty check that he had earlier refused. What musician was it, Charles? Was oh. it A, David Crosby, oh. B, Peter Green, or C, Sid Vicious? You know what? I, I hope that there are fans of this podcast that remember this. from, And I know that Chris specifically picked this for me. So I'm going to go with, with A, David Crosby, and also D, a coke-fueled David Crosby. <laughs> well, you would be incorrect, Charles. It's actually Fleetwood Ugh. Mac founder Peter Green God. was sent to a mental inst- hospital this week in 1977 after attacking his accountant with an air rifle. Oh, his no. accountant was just trying to give him a $30,000 royalty check, and he flipped out on it. I don't know, I don't he, know the history on I this. Do remember, I actually I do remember this because I was uh, 16 when this happened oh, in yeah? 1977, a lot older than I look. Sure, sure. And, and, and actually, David Crosby was a part of this. Was he? Yeah, but he was like, he had somehow or another, like, <laughs> he was completely naked and covered in Vaseline, completely Sounds like up. him at the time. Yeah, and he had just crawled his way and fit and was zipped up inside of his duffel bag. And was whispering to him, "Don't take the money, don't take the money." And then that—that's literally that's what how led it to happened. his insanity. Yeah, so he right. was involved. Because so then I was Peter right. Green tried to explain that they're yeah. like, "That's not possible." Yeah, got sent to a mental institution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Crosby's laughing, running down the freeway with a duffel bag greased up. Yeah, and it just his legs. He like had two holes. Just in the legs. So he was, right. It was yeah. him in that big old coke the fueled big, mustache. Big zipper right here. Just yeah. two legs. Yeah, exactly. Yep, that's good. All right, He-Man. One more trivia for you guys this week. Also this week in music history trivia, in 1970, all of the members of this band were arrested in New Orleans for possession of marijuana. Ooh, nice. That's where I was born. What band was it? Was it A, Jefferson Airplane, B, The Jimi Hendrix Experience, or C, The Grateful Dead? Uh, You know, I remember, I know that Jimi Hendrix was actually busted for marijuana, but he got off of it. So I'm going to go with Hendrix just because I think think this is... Maybe when he got busted and he got off. It was actually the Grateful Dead. Oh, wow. This okay. week in 1970, all of the members of the Grateful Dead, except keyboardist Ron Pigpeg McKernan, were arrest- uh, arrested in New Orleans for possession of marijuana. Oh, wow. They they uh, said they were set up. Uh, a lot of a lot of people believe that they were set up on the whole deal. The cops knew they were coming to town doing yeah. the show. So they kind of came in and busted into their hotel room or whatever. The incident later inspired the lyrics for the song Truckin'. Oh, yeah. If you guys remember, like, uh, too close to New Orleans and Mm -hmm. New Orleans and some of the things they say about it. Uh, So the band didn't return to Louisiana for seven years, and they stayed away from New Orleans for a full decade. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was kind of a big deal for them. Yeah, actually, uh, uh, I love the song Truckin', and the Grateful Dead actually was the first band I ever went to see. Really? Yeah. yeah, that's right. I remember you were mm-hmm. saying that. That was like in what, 93, 94 or something? Uh, it was 95. It 95. Was, it was it was wow. right before Jerry Garcia died. Yeah, and that's the last final in, tour. Yeah, that was probably the final West Coast show that you saw. It was great. It was really, really, really great. Yeah, amazing. 
Um, all right, so we got a couple more things this week. Movie TV entertainment news. The SNL hosts reveal we were talking about that. Uh, John Krasinski just kicked it off this past uh, Saturday. Dan Levy, which is from nice. Schitt's Creek, right? Yep. Yep. Gene, Gene Levy's yep. son, Regina King. Uh, they, those are going to be the first three hosts. Uh, we mentioned Machine Gun Kelly, Phoebe Bridgers, and Nathaniel Rateliff. Oh, Nathaniel Rateliff's a good – I like oh, him. Oh, yeah. He's a yeah. pretty good, good musician. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, Budweiser, did you hear about this? They bailed out of the Super Bowl, and they're actually going to donate all the money that they would have spent on the Super Bowl thing to the coronavirus um, vaccination committee or something Nicely like done, that. Budweiser. So uh, some other ones like Pepsi uh, uh, have also opted out and focused on different things. So Whoa, Pepsi? Pepsi's for the first huge time. Yeah, for, for the, the first Bowl, time yeah. since a bunch of, I don't know, when, whenever, the 60s, I guess, yeah. since it's been going on. Pepsi is and Budweiser are single-handedly responsible for like some of the most memorable Super Bowl commercials oh, it says, of all okay, time. Okay, so it says first time since 1983. Wow. So this is the first time they're opting out to advertise. Amazing. Again. So, yeah. That's amazing. Um, news from around the world. Netflix, Disney, Coca-Cola, among the best things to come ever. Okay, this is a funny list. Check this out, guys. They did a survey where they surveyed 2,000 British people and found the top 10 things that they thought the British people was the best things to come out of America. Okay. And then the top 10 whatever, the worst. Nice. So the top 10 things British people think to come out of the U.S. are, number one, Netflix. Number two, Disney. Okay. Number three, Coca-Cola. Number four, McDonald's. Eh. Number five, Apple, the company there, right? Uh, Number six, KFC. Eh. Number seven, Barack Obama. Yes. Number eight, Hollywood movies. Yes. Number nine, Elvis Presley. Eh. And number 10, NASA. Yes. Other things that took random spots on the list of 60 things. Okay, so it was a whole list. We don't have time to go through all that. They like their wildlife, eagles, Eagles bears, bears. (laughs) Rosa Parks, (laughs) Fender guitars, Oreos. And, quote, friendly store staff telling you to have a nice day. Nicely Apparently that doesn't done. happen in Britain or something. No one, no one tells them to have a nice day. I know. On the they flip, go, fuck off. <laughs> on, the fl- <laughs> on the flip side, the things they say are the top five worst things to come out of America. Number one, Donald Trump. Number two, obsession with guns. Number three, the Kardashians. Number four, racial inequality. Yep. Five, politics. They also hate that we call football soccer. Oh, yeah. Facebook, so pumpkin pie, and the accent. I don't oh, know. Oh, the, the accent. I guess American accent. Oh, I accent. hate that movie. Uh, That's the, mo- it's the, movie, <laughs> the, the movie, the accent. Oh, it's the movie, the accent. Yeah, it's okay. the movie, the accent. I thought it was the, just American accent. They're just assuming we all have southern <laughs> accents. That's the reason why. And southern accents can be very sexy. Dude, or it they is be, very true. Yeah. Like, when I traveled to Toronto, everybody kind of thinks you either talk like a surfer or yeah. a southerner. If you're from America, like yeah, basically, or like I guess the East Coast guy, like a, like hey, I'm an East, you know, I don't know, I have a horrible East yeah. Coast guy impression, but yeah, you know what I mean? It's like those three kind of character things. You're either from the West Coast, like yeah, a, a surfer, up. or you're like a Southerner yeah. or a East Coast guy. Oh, I love this podcast. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> uh, you know what? You know, uh, okay, so I'm gonna say this, Britain. Like, for whatever reason in my brain, you all have Cockney accents, or you add an R after your O. So, like, in Game of Thrones, for instance, um, when she goes, But, Joan, this is your harm. Harm. Why why is that? Just because you said that, but I do agree with you with the other This is your harm. It's your harm. Very true. Check this out. GoPro camera recovered after six years underwater in Hawaii. Yeah, there you go. So, here's the thing. 
<laughs> this dude had uh, visited this place called Spitting Cave Rocks in 2014. Oh, he yeah. was 18, got the GoPro gift from his mom. And then, so this lady found it. It was still sealed inside its waterproof case. She found the files on the memory card were still accessible and wow. posted the last video on Facebook, hoping to find the owner. Oh, and he found it. And so he says he's, uh, he's since gotten a replacement, planning to get a new battery for an older one to see if it works following six years underwater. Um, but pretty you know, amazing. I would say the most amazing thing about this story is Spitting Caves Rocks. <laughs> That's also a dope <laughs> podcast name. <Right>. Spitting <laughs> Caves Rocks. Yeah. It's just about spinning flows in caves. Yeah. Rocking out. I don't I, know. I saw the video that they found. And for, oh, yeah? Yeah, for 10 solid minutes, it's just a hairy nipple. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> just a close-up of it. Just a still shot. <laughs> With every and now- he just keeps saying, I think I got this right. I think I got I think this. it's working. I think it's just 10 solid minutes of that. That's good stuff. Okay, dude, have you guys been seeing all these? I didn't I didn't link the video, but there's been a lot of UFO lights yeah. being seen lately. Uh, in North Carolina this week, there was uh, there was a lot of people talking about it. The strange lights were seen over the state's Indian Trail community. Wow. And subsequently posted on the area's community Facebook page. They initially thought the lights were helicopters, but as they got closer, there was no sound. Yeah. At all. It was like dead silence. And the post has since gotten a few hundred reactions. People are offering various explanations. UFOs, SpaceX, rocket, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Uh, and then there was one that I saw yesterday that was found in L.A. It was over Los Angeles, that very similar type of situation. But just crazy. Yeah, I it's nuts. A lot of activity going on. Yeah. I honestly, like, to me, I, I think that the, it's possible that this, it's some extraterrestrial stuff, but it's 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 highly improbable. It's most likely the military. Military stuff. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, because you know um, the new equipment. Yeah, you know the B, uh, not the the stealth that we have over here at right. Castle. Yep. That one was built in 1952, and people didn't even know about it for like 20 or 30 years later. Isn't like that they, crazy? Yeah, it's nuts. There's so much stuff we don't even understand or yep. know. Um, all right, well we'll leave that. Ooh, great uh, nuts. For, uh, yeah, so check this out. This is the last story of the week. So apparently, I didn't know about this. There's a grape nuts shortage going on right now. Wow. Uh, apparently, if you're a grape nuts fan, you haven't been able to find it for months. Oh my god! And you're so not alone. Grape nuts fans. Grape, fu- grape nuts fans. I know they're a huge part of our huge. demo here on the Rock News Weekly Podcast. Yeah. I wanted to share the story specifically with you guys because yeah. there really is a shortage. You're not crazy. You're not losing your mind. With brand owner Post Holdings confirming it on Wednesday this week with USA Today, they yeah. said <laughs> it's a hundred. 120 years old. This, yeah, this cereal, mm-hmm. grape nuts. Yeah, it was on. Yeah, it was on probably since 1900. Oh, so one of the dopest <laughs> Netflix crazy. shows out there, or it's either a Netflix or a Hulu show. It's called uh, The Food That Made America. Uh-huh. It talks about grape nuts. And oh how, wow! And, uh, yeah, so we got to see it. It's actually pretty crazy. It's pretty how fascinating, this right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a fascinating story and cereal that tastes like. Horrible, Damn it. horrible garbage. Like but. 95% of our audience for this podcast are like 67 <laughs> or older, and they are totally fucking bummed. Dude, we actually do have a high demo in the plus like 54 and higher demo. Wonderful. It's, yeah, it's like 15% of our listenership, so I thank you. I'm sure you're you're pissed about Grape Nuts, but here's the thing. Uh, it's made. Here's the thing. It's made with a proprietary technology and production process that isn't easily replicated. Yeah. So their supply constraints, like apparently, were through the roof, and made it difficult to shift production to meet the elevated demand. The good news is, grape nuts is expected to be fully back in store shelves by the spring, guys. 
You know, okay, so I'm going to task Aaron with something. And Aaron, if you're listening, yes. I'm, I'm going to task you with something. So I want you to write, I want you to create some art. And I want a shirt with that art that says pissed about grape nuts. <laughs> or save, save grape, grape nuts. Save grape nuts. Like save Ferris. <laughs> But save grape nuts. That's oh, a good yeah. ska band. We yeah. should do this. save grape nuts, and that that could be our ska band. Oh yeah, and all Absolutely. proceeds go to the grape nuts uh, renovation yeah s- system. Bring, of yeah. bringing grape nuts back on the shelves. Absolutely, we we'll have a very cartoonish. That sounds kind of complicated. We have to set up some infrastructure there to do all that. Yeah, but, you know, we'll get a uh, slash. We'll play some killer ska tunes. We'll have slash there. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a great show. Yeah, absolutely. So that's it for us, guys, on the Rock News Weekly podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Rock News Weekly. Check out our photos from our interviews. All of our links are up on nine different platforms at rocknewsweekly.com. If you enjoyed our episode, please rate it in the Apple and Google stores. We do appreciate it. And we appreciate you guys coming by, kicking off this first episode. Nice. Uh, back to semi-normalcy and, uh, you know, enjoying enjoying the week. So thank you guys for joining us. You know, can I make a plug? Yes, can I, please. Can I plug something? Please. So, so recently, I've been uh, uh, I've been kind of throwing some of my original kind of guitar tracks on YouTube. Oh and yeah! I, I just barely started. I've got like thirty or forty viewers, but because I, I don't have a big audience, if you guys want to check me out? Well, of course you want to check me out. <laughs> Everybody wants to check me out, right? <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, not physically, but it, musically, if you want to check me out, go to YouTube. Look up uh, like the implication. Lalo came up with that name, by the way. The implication by Do Charles you... Davenport. Okay. And uh, and another one called Song for Pops, which is a dedication of my, my dad who died of COVID a couple of months ago. Do you happen to know offhand the YouTube.com slash whatever your channel name is? Oh, I don't. I don't. But you next know, next week. Yeah, next, next week. week I will. Yeah. Get get the handle, but do a search for it. What was the search again? Uh, a song for pops by Charles Davenport and the implication by Charles Davenport. Two two originals. I do some tool covers, but those are two originals. And the song for pops, like I said, it's dedication to my dad who died of COVID a couple of months ago. So uh, it's 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 a it's pretty cool. I mean, give me some views. Yeah. I want some views. Yeah, and it's very well done, guys. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Oh, he does thanks. some pretty cool stuff, so thanks. check it out. And thank you guys for joining us this week. Hopefully you enjoyed our uh, back to this uh, format where we can kind of riff off of each other and uh, have a good conversation about the, the news of the week. So we will see you guys next week. Thanks again for tuning in. Peace. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs>